the podcast for you, the real estate professional. This is One on One, the official Realty One Group podcast powered by One University. everyone welcome to another episode of one-on-one the realty one group podcast uh i am joined by my partner in crime kathy baker kathy hello hi how are you josh i'm good how's your weekend very nice very nice well it's good to be back in the studio um we have a very very fun episode today um kathy is going to break down generating viable leads by hosting an effective open house she actually recently wrote a blog about this that we have uh, published onto our blog.realtyonegroup.com, which you guys can check out. But we're really going to deep dive on this topic and learn how uh, you can really, really gain some serious leads by hosting an effective open house. So let's jump into it. Um, go ahead, Kathy. Yeah, start us off. I was going to say, and before we get started, I think two words that are key is viable viable leads and, a, and an effective open house. This is an old school practice. For those of us who have been practicing real estate for quite a while, open houses have been around forever. And what we have to do now is say, how do we shift it? How do we change it up? How do we do what we can to capture tomorrow's buyers as well as how do we provide it as the best possible service to build our business? Got it. And so like, let's just kind of start uh, let's start with the basics. You know, let's 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 pretend I'm a, a brand new agent, um, and I'm hosting my first ever open house. Like, give me give me a like. What, what am I going to need in my kit to be successful? Uh, what a great question! And regardless of how long you've been in the business, I will tell you this, and you'll hear us talk about this a lot, Josh. The better the market, the worse habits we have. Yeah. And what happens a lot of times is we get it, we get out of habits of doing good, smart things. So systems, systems, systems. You'll hear at one.u, you'll hear us say that a thousand times a day. It's all about what systems do you have. Um, James Clear wrote an amazing book called Atomic Habits. And in that, he says, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Mm. So think about that yeah. to have a, to have an effective open house as a new agent or as a seasoned agent, please just stop for a moment and pause and get those systems in place. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. Um, what systems do you need? What things do you need to do? What habits do you create to make sure that number one, you're providing the service you've promised and number two, you're getting the results that you need. Yeah. And so when you're building these systems, um, you obviously need to be efficient. You need to be effective. You need to, uh, like I, I, I said it a little bit uh, before, you're going to need a kit. You're going to need a successful open house kit. And can we, I know we don't, we could sit here and have an episode on its own about that kit, but let's talk about a few of the things that are going to need to be inside of that. Okay. First thing, go get a big box, right? <laughs> so that you've got it all together. Not not big enough to put a body in, but big enough that it fits in your trunk. <laughs> but even things you're not going to need in there. Um, first thing you're going to need is that large container. Of course, outside of the container, you're going to need your open house signs, your banners, your balloons, whatever it is you're doing to, to gain those impressions and to be you know, to be as big and noisy as you can visually. So you're going to need to have all of that name writers, open house signs, welcome sign, whatever that is in the kit. We would like for you to have a couple of things that are just non-negotiable for an open house. First thing is how are you going to get people to sign in 
cool way to do it is have them sign in on an iPad. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to use an iPad, if you think you might be in a neighborhood that people may not use that, at least have pen and paper. Yeah. You know, make them look like your brand, make them look like our brand, make them look good. Agency disclosure paperwork, of course, we want you to be compliant with your board and with your state. Um, Survey requesting feedback. So let's talk about this for just a moment. Always have that third party critique the property. Yeah. So let's say as a new agent, you've listed a house and you've tried to tell them they need to replace the carpet. They think, oh, no, we'll let we'll let the new buyer do that endorse and have these third party people that are coming through the house fill that out on survey how does the carpet look so we can talk later and we can help provide that as a resource for what may go on there area maps are great so that if they're not familiar with the area they know what things um, are near them area maps for the community as well as the community itself the neighborhood itself where the where's the pool where's the post office where's all of that um if you've got that seller that may have a little bit of OCD, you may want booties. Or if you're in new construction, just go buy the little disposable booties so that people don't have to take their shoes off. Um, Then you want to have, if you're in a vacant home or new construction, you want to be able to have table and chairs, that kind of thing. Um, Tasteful background music. You want to set the mood when people come in. A couple of things help with that. Number one, make sure the front, front door is clean. Yeah. Doesn't that sound silly? But take time to make sure that that front door looks really spiffy. So when they that's your first impression, right? Yeah. Yeah. When they enter, they get that. That's the first visual. Then you want that sound impression. So they're hearing that tasteful music in the background. Um, Brand things to you. If you want to do water bottles and wrap, you know, wrap them with a label that's got your name on it. So that as people come through, they've got that. That's a great thing. Any kind of refreshments you want to have. If you want to have cookies baking in the oven so that again, you're, you're touching that next sense. Mm-hmm. You've got the visual, you've got the hearing. Now you've got the smell. All of that is going to set you apart because these people are not just seeing your house. They're going through a lot of different houses. Right. Each thing we're talking about, Josh, is going to set you apart among your competition. So that this is so dimensional and that, of course, we're serving the seller. Of course, we're attracting buyers. But more than that, we want to make that impression that's setting you apart from from the rest of the market. So you're going to have property flyers. You're going to have business cards. You're going to have mortgage loan flyers. Um, Think about this. What if you had coloring books with crayons what if you had an ipad little cheap ipad loaded with games so that as kids come through you can host them a little bit and occupy them for parents or grandparents to go through the house and look um of course you want to have a toolkit keep that in your car you want to have a hammer um maybe some nails um also want to have um first aid kit you want to have your laptop you want to have an ipad tablet Thank you notes. You want to be prepared so that if things um, get a little bit slow, you can practice scripts, you can practice dialogues, you can get some other things. The most important thing for you to pack is a positive mindset. (laughs) You know, make sure that you're thinking positively that you're a host or a hostess and you're not a hostage, right? You don't want them saying, oh, God, she doesn't look very happy, Um, you know, that she's here. I think we've just figured out the title of this episode. You are a host, not a hostage. So I that's so. that's going to be the title of this episode. I love that. Um, so you're, okay, this home, 
that we are doing an open house for. This home sits in a neighborhood, and there's obviously neighbors to the left, there's neighbors to the right, there's neighbors across the street. How can we utilize them in this open house? I love that. And again, this is one of those steps that's going to set you apart. Typically, on an open house day, the day of the event, a lot of your time is invested with neighbors who, guess what? They're neighbors. They're not going to buy. So what we recommend is that you host a preview. Mm. So maybe if you're going to have your open house, let's say the event is on Saturday or Sunday, perhaps on Thursday night, you have a a wine and cheese or you have a um, cookies and ice cream, whatever that looks like. But invite, and again, this goes back to systems. If it's the 10 people on each side, the five people on each side, front and back, you invite those neighbors to come and preview. Number one, they're going to help bring buyers to you. Number two, they're not going to be in your way the Mm -hmm. day of the event. So when you bring them in, let them look around. Also ask them to critique the house, just like you do other guests that are going to come in the day of the event. Most importantly, make sure you have your cards, either digital card or or cards that they can go back to work or go back to PTA or go back in their network and say, hey, two days from now, my neighbor's house is going to be open. You know how great our neighborhood is. I'd love, um, love to have you in there. The other thing you can do that night is just simply record some almost testimonials about the neighborhood. Yeah. As a lot of new realtors may not realize, but you can't, there are a lot of statements you can't make or that you shouldn't make. Like this is the lowest crime. This has one of the lowest crime ratings in the city Hmm. would be, it would be a, a real slippery slope for you to be on. However, if you have a neighbor say, we love it here. It's the safest neighborhood we've ever lived here. Right. You know, so they're they're speaking from personal experience and they're endorsing the neighborhood and they're making statements that you can't. Yeah. I mean, that's I think that sounds like an excellent way to be able to to utilize the people that are already in the neighborhood. I I mean, and that it's and it's word of mouth marketing at that point. Yeah. Um, And they're gonna be people you're gonna want to add to your database. Yeah. Because they may not be selling this week but they may be selling in the near future. And, you know, if they see that you're capable of selling the home next door to them, they're, you're probably capable of selling their home in a year or three years or five years time. Right. Um, so you've touched on this, you touched on this a little bit, but I, I kind of want to go into um, how, how you make a statement, how your open house stands out from an, some other regular open house. And I don't know, is that a matter of, Utilizing technology, using QR codes. What are some things that an agent can do to have a a standout open house? Um, What a great question. Absolutely, you can do those little things. QR codes, whoever would have imagined the QR code would have the comeback it's had. I know. Well, that's, I mean, that's COVID. (laughs) And yeah, and, and, but we're also used to it. And, and more and more that can go into your promotion of the open house. You can have a QR code and um, give people a little preview of the house. Mm. Um, you, you want it to tease, right? You don't want it to be so much that they don't feel like they have to join you at the open house, but absolutely do that. And then virtual tours. You can also go through and shoot. It doesn't have to be to the level of a Matterport. You, if you're doing that, you know, depending on the price of your home, that may be standard. And then that is something that is shareable. Mm. However, if you're doing one that you're not going to put Matterport, um, you know, make that kind of investment, just do a simple virtual tour through the house. You may want to promote that early. The people to promote that to, Josh, and again, these are things that set you apart. 
go into your MLF, mm-hmm. you know, make that, make that tour that, you know, make that vir- virtual tour, save the link, go in and find realtors who have sold like properties. Meaning if they've sold a very similar property within the last 15 to 20 to 30 days, send them that link and say, Hey, Josh, I see that you, um, you sold a house very much like this in this neighborhood within the past two weeks, just wanted to let you know this one is available and we'll be on tour for open house on Saturday. Mm-hmm. With, if you've got any buyers, please let me know. I'll be happy to tour them through the home. Okay. I love that. Now the backup to that, it's getting you a lot of exposure. And again, now you're attracting people that are qualified that are probably going to buy right right? the the now the lead becomes viable also what it's going to do is it just sets you apart with your co-brokers you know you're really you're playing well in the sandbox Mm -hmm. but always remember to make sure you tell your seller what you're doing it's a great opportunity to say to the seller i probably will not sell your home my job is to expose your home to as many professional realtors as possible one of the things that i do that many realtors don't do is prior to the open house, I go in and search yada, yada, yada. Just what we talked about MLS with people who have sold like properties. I'm going to make sure those realtors know of the availability of the, of the house in the open house yeah. so that they can go ahead and send their buyers over and their buyers will be protected by me. Got it. Um, I want to, I want to jump back a little bit to uh, you touched upon um the concept of virtual tours. And this was something, this technology obviously existed pre-COVID, pre-2020, but the technology uh, I think has really taken the industry by storm because for a while we didn't have a choice. That was the only way to show a home. And now I think, I mean, I know you'll be able to speak to it more. Um, A lot of the customers have gotten used to that. They've gotten used to the convenience of, of being in your house and being able to see everything that you could previous to that. So can, what, what can you say from your personal experience, uh, in terms of now that we've kind of gotten out of the weeds of COVID, like, are we at a 50, 50 split of virtual tours to, uh, regular open houses or what is it, what does it look like? I know it's different for every community, but it's different for every community and it's different for every buyer. I'm here. And I think we all hear of people buying houses that they've never gone in. Hmm. And what's done that is the virtual tour, the quality of the virtual tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I think personally, I don't like to waste time. I had rather put a professionally done, well done virtual tour out there and eliminate people who aren't going to buy. Sure. Now we're now we're really filtering. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, that virtual tour is a big part. It's in addition to the open house, but that virtual tour is a big part of it. It can be done. I mean, I you you know more about this than I do, but my personal experience is go to Amazon, pay $35 and get the stand. Don't walk around with your hand yeah. shaking and, and bumping into stuff. Absolutely. When we talk about quality. I'm, I don't think most of us would even have it professionally done. However, we're going to take the steps we need to, mm-hmm. to make sure that the product look good, looks good. So it's a, it's essentially become a, uh, well, it's a number of things, but it sounds like the virtual tour can be a filter to basically you're, you're getting rid of the looky-loos. You're only having serious buyers. I also think for a lot of people that are purchasing investment properties, they may not be first-time buyers, The virtual, and they maybe they're out of the country or 
across the country or something like that. It, the virtual tour, it, it gives um, much more opportunity for people to be able to purchase a home that may not be within driving distance. It does. And I want to go back to the QR codes also. I would recommend putting that QR code on every bit of marketing collateral that you have, mm-hmm. especially for those out-of-town buyers. Because we want them to go to the QR code, find out about the neighborhood, find out about the city, find out about the schools. So all of that, that's that's probably one of the most significant changes since COVID is arming people, if you will, to go and, and do a lot of their own due diligence. Okay. The last thing that I want to talk about, and this is a pretty interesting one because I don't know a lot about this. So Kathy, talk to me about switch properties. Oh, I know it sounds like something nasty and illegal, doesn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. not. Um, man, first time I did this, it was like, why haven't I done this before? Hmm. A switch property. Here's what happens without fail the day of your open house. Lovely, lovely people come in and they say, oh, my God, I love this. This is exactly what we want. It's $50,000 out of our price range. Yeah. Now, when you hear that, Josh, a couple of things need to go off. Number one, they've been qualified by a lender because they know what they can afford. Right. So of course, first question you should ask, are you working with an agent? Because we sure. want to be good, we want to be good stewards in the in the industry and make sure that we're protecting people. Um, but once they say that, in order to have a switch property, what you have to do is a little bit of homework. So a couple of days with inventory moving as quickly as it is, you would yeah. need to do this you need to verify it the day of, but a couple of days before go in and search properties that are like the property you're hosting that are priced probably 25 to 50, maybe even $75,000 below. Okay. Call those realtors, tell them that you're hosting an open house near the, near their property. You may be showing it and give them the times of the event. If I have a buyer come in, I may be showing this, between one and four. Don't tell them it's a switch property because you don't want to teach them how to do this, right? <laughs> you want this to set you apart. Right. right. So um, tell them you may be showing it's going to be extremely short notice, like 10 to 15 minute notice, but you may be showing it Saturday between one and four. So you've got that switch property lined up again, the day of the event, verify that the property is still available. Now, the second part of this that's homework is you're going to have to have a partner there. And I don't necessarily mean realtor, but someone who can host the house. It may be an assistant. It may be someone you're mentoring. It may be your lender. It may be your title person. But you need that second person that when that buyer comes in and says, oh, man, we love this, but we're qualified for something 50000 under, you can say, you can get your, your device out and say, you know what, let me show you a property very near here that's available that's within your price range. Do you have 15 minutes for us to run over, take a quick look and, um, you know, jump out and then, you know, I can, I can help you with that after this open house. So the switch property is exactly what it is. You're switching them to the property they can afford. You're capturing them as a buyer, as a buyer. And then you've got that follow-up. So let's say you show it to them at three o'clock. They say, gosh, we really like it. You can say, you know what? Can you meet me back at 4.30? Let's go through it one more time. Hmm. I love that. It needs to be close enough to, in proximity, it needs to be close enough to do it physically. Um, But a great way to 
So again, our goal is to help you build your database, build your business, build your book of business. So you want to make sure that you're capturing not only buyers that are qualified for your price, but over and under. Got it. That's great. I mean, this is this honestly, this has just been an eye-opening conversation for me. I've walked through plenty of open houses, but uh, when you actually get into the nitty-gritty details of what it takes to have a successful one, I mean, it, it it's a lot of work, but it also, you know, that's that's what's going to bring home the bacon, right? It is. Can I, can we talk about one more that's yeah. not in the blog? Yeah. But that I think the market's shifting enough that we're going to start to see more for sale by owners. Oh, interesting. And why why do you think that? I just think as the market slows down, um, we're we're gonna we're gonna see it it shift a little bit, and okay. people feel like um, it's easier for them to to sell it by themselves. Mm. And uh, for sale by owner open house, you're going to need a couple of things for that. You're going to need a listing agreement the day of the event only. So you're going to say, I'm going to want a listing agreement for, you know, this much listing commission for these hours. However, I'm going to provide for you a list of people who are potential buyers that I want to be protected on. Got it. And you understand why we're doing that because you're, you're only covering those hours, but you also want to make sure you cover people that have come in so that they don't go around you to buy the house. This is Got to it. protect you. Okay. Now, the thing about it is there are a lot of people that want to see the open house. They just don't want to see it with the seller sitting on the couch. And right. typically in a for sale by owner, if you've, if you've bought and sold a lot of properties, the for sale by owner is something a lot of people avoid. So this gives you an opportunity to really pocket a lot of buyers um, because there will be people waiting. A couple of conditions have to happen. It has to be new to the market. It has to be priced right. And it has to be in good condition. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. If, um, if you're new and you don't have listings, that's a good way for you to kind of get your feet wet. Is reaching out to the for sale by owners, like actually doing that research? Um, you will, you will, you know, they're drive-bys because they're not going to be at MLS, but as you see one come up on the market, go knock on the door and say, Hey, let me just tell you, we have the same goal. Mm -hmm. Your goal is to sell your house. My goal is to find buyers. Mm -hmm. And I would be very candid and say, your problem is buyers are going to be hesitant to come in the house with you here. What if I represented you Saturday afternoon, host an open house at the end of the day, I'll provide you with a name of those who came by. I would like to be protected on them for 30 to 45 days. So that becomes a part of the written agreement. And, you know, let me show your house for you. Yeah. It sounds like uh, it's a fine line that an agent's going to have to walk to make sure that they are letting the owner know that it's a, um, it's a team, it's a partnership, as opposed to them just taking over and then gaining their commission at the end of it. Because it's... I don't want to speak for all for sale by owners, but it sounds like uh, they they probably have a mentality of I I can do this without an agent, and so an agent then needs to, yeah, and so then an agent then needs to show more or less how they can't do it. And without. a lot of them are angry. I mean, yeah. let's face it, a lot of them are angry because they've had a bad experience. So maybe sure. you want to say that. Tell me about your experience with a realtor. Yeah, like get get to get to the bottom of of why they are trying to do this on their own. Right. But yeah. that open house experience is a good way to get you in the door and a good way for you to to have that conversation and potentially, like I said, fill your pockets with buyers because you'll have um, them come by. As a side note to that, if you decide to try this, make sure you work through your broker of record 
to make sure that you're compliant, that you've got the appropriate paperwork and that you're covered and that the brokerage is covered. I love it. Kathy, you are a wealth of information. I learn every time I talk to you. We have a good time, don't we? We do. Um, Unfortunately, we are just about out of time today, um, but I encourage everyone to head to blog.realtyonegroup.com to read this blog. Uh, It is entitled Generate Viable Leads Hosting an Effective Open House, and it is written by Kathy Baker. It is up there now. Um, So please check it out, and please check out the episodes that will be coming out in the future. Kathy and I are going to have these conversations at least once or twice a week. So we're very excited to share this with the world. Um, Kathy, as always, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. We thank you for joining us today on another episode of One on One, a Realty One Group podcast. We are powered by One.U and ask if you have suggestions, recommendations, or questions, please email learning at realtyonegroup.com. And remember, pay close attention to the details. Listen to understand not respond, and always be a resource, not a sales pitch.